Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road has protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Crazy, crazy week continues in the association. Yeah, the draft is coming up on Thursday, but we're still a week or two away from real free agency hitting a big trade in the NBA today and so much going on in L.A., Houston, and Boston. Matt Barnes, this is a crazy, crazy time of year for for so many in the NBA, including teams, coaches, players, GMs, and fans, and it's slow. This is really when the drama starts to shake up. You know what I mean? You you, you have different segments during the season, and then obviously the finals hits, and, that, and the, all eyes are on that. But free agency, to me, has become just as big as the finals. I mean, you can tell throughout the season people are talking about who's going where, who's doing what. So now that the season has finally uh, you know commenced, congratulations to the Raptors for winning their first-ever championship. Now the real fun starts. So it's going to be uh, something you need to fasten your seat before and enjoy. Okay, so you come in the league 15 or so years ago. What was free agency like then? Like the of the off season of I mean how can you compare it to what we've got you today? You can't compare it. Uh you know now that was more 
organization driven, had more control. Now it's in the players' hands. And I love it that way because for so long it's been such a business. You get cut, traded, whatever the situation may be from a team, and it's the business. You know, so now that the players are taking the power in their own hands, now they're kind of frowned upon, but but it's just like, you know, we've always been the commodity, and now we just have more power, and I'm all for it. And that's uh, the players, and that's why you look at the, the fan bases, you look at the coaches, and Matt, there's a common theme that we've got right now in the NBA offseason, and it's this. Okay, the pressure of the NBA <laughs> offseason is immense. And I'm looking at and listening to everything that's happening, whether it be Daryl Morey trying to put out fires in Houston, maybe Chris <laughs> Paul is doing the same as well, whether it be Rob Palinka trying to sort out which path the Lakers are going to go to. When I think of pressure, I think that the person who is under the most pressure or the team that's under the most pressure, is actually the Boston Celtics. And the reason is this, is because of what has now transpired with Danny Ainge and what has gone on in Boston. I, I have said a bunch on this this network of how Boston needed to cash in their chips with a title. I haven't won a title since 2008. Wow. And so now you're hearing stories. We knew Kyrie kind of wanted to be gone and it seems that Boston is all right with that. But then news broke yesterday that, no, Al Horford may not be back, that he wants a four-year deal with that guaranteed money that he would get on that deal as opposed to maybe a three-year deal staying in Boston. So while Horford may go, now there's a report that Brad Stevens may have coddled Gordon Hayward that could have rubbed other people the wrong way or other players the wrong way. There's the insistence that Danny Ainge believes that Jason Tatum is going to be his ultra superstar and not wanting to deal him for Anthony Davis. I think with this offseason, with everything that is going on, it's Danny Ainge, the GM of the Boston Celtics, that's facing the most pressure. Well, I always said, uh, you know, throughout the season that if it wasn't for the Lakers debacle, Boston would have been the number one topic if LeBron hadn't come to the Lakers last year. Sure. Because their dysfunction, you can read it on the player's face, you can read it on their body language, and the way they played at times. Um, it's an interesting situation over there from a standpoint of when Kyrie and Gordon Haywood got hurt, their young core took the team to the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly, if it wasn't for LeBron and the Cavs, would have went to the Finals. Fast forward now, this year, Kyrie comes back healthy. Gordon Haywood comes back off a tough injury, and people don't understand how long it takes to get over an injury like that, so I almost gave him a pass for this year. I expect him to be a lot better next year. And they, they took a step back, you know, with a lot of confusion with Jason Tatum having an off year, really struggling with who he was and what his role was on that team. He was the go-to guy, you know, along with the, the you know Jalen Brown and the other uh, Terry Rozier and some mm-hmm. of the younger players. You know, so they take a step back with Kyrie. They found out that Kyrie, Kyrie finds out how hard it is to be an actual leader for the first time. You know, he he knocked LeBron for his leadership and he wanted to get away and, and do his own thing. And he realized that it's not as easy as, as LeBron made it look. Um, but I, I, I'm 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 with the firm belief that I'm okay with losing Kyrie. Al Horford surprised me because he's kind of been you know kind of the cornerstone uh, yeah, as far yeah. as big men for that team for the past few years. But losing Kyrie, I was okay with because I just think that younger core didn't mesh well with him. And if that's the future you're building, if Tatum is your star, let these guys develop him and be who they are. The Horford stuff struck me for the simple fact of what you said. He's the cornerstone and he's the veteran, and now he doesn't want to be there. Say what you will about Kyrie, and Kyrie always talks to the press and whether it be saying that you know he reached out to LeBron and did this or now he understands what it takes to win a championship Al Horford always seemed to be the flat line right the 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 steady hand 
in that Celtics Never heard team. much. He just nope. came out and did his job every day at a very high level. And like I said, he he was that veteran presence that, uh, that, that that you look to when you went to Boston. But I personally think the most pressure is on the Lakers. Really? Um, you know, they're all money in from a standpoint of they gave LeBron this four-year situation. Uh, the, the front office has been a mess. Um, they shocked everyone where, and was actually able to trade for Anthony Davis, which I think now opens up you know, some other free agents' eyes. Like, okay, well, if AD's there too with LeBron, we might have something. But I, I just think, what are they going to be able to do? Are they going to be able to offer a max contract? Do they really want to get another max player? Or do they want to split the money they have up to some solid role players and really fill the rest of that roster? Well, that's, right what, that's the issue that I look at right now is there, there's if, if you're a free agent or if you're a max guy with the Lakers – in trying to move into that spot, you're saying, all right, I can get the max deal. And whether the player is worth it or not is it doesn't matter. If they're willing to offer him, he's, he's right. worth that money. Mm-hmm. The question is now, are you okay with being the number three <clears throat> or getting that bronze medal, if you will, mm-hmm. while LeBron and Anthony Davis are the ones who have that gold and silver? And you even have AD's representation speaking out to Sports Illustrated and saying – you know, once LeBron leaves, then it's AD's turn to take over that torch. So coming in, like, are you, are you if you are going to be that max guy and wanting to sign that, you're coming in with the understanding of being a third wheel. Well, that's what made the Warriors so special was they had a handful of max guys and they put their ego to the side and they were in. And you see, they built one of the greatest dynasties uh, the basketball scene, and, and, and that's what really today's atmosphere is about can people put their egos to the side what's more important is winning more important or you being that number one or number two option more important was it said you were on that warriors team that won the title in in 2017 what was it was it an unspoken thing what's understood doesn't have to be explained with that team and i think that's what made us so dangerous any given night we had three guys and give you 50 any given night, Steph, Clay, or KD could have gave you 50. Draymond could give you a triple-double. Everyone knew they did, you know, come in mm-hmm. and they were stars in their role. And I think what the media or the outside, they tried to really pull that team apart and put them on different islands. But in that locker room, they knew what the situation was. Everyone knew they had to sacrifice a little bit uh, for a greater cause, and that's what they did. So if you're the Lakers, is, is it LeBron? Is it Rob Palinka? Is it just the whole Lakers organization feeling this pressure? Because when I say Danny Ainge, like I also think that Brad Stevens is feeling some pressure. This is this is the first, I think, adversity that they have dealt with where Brad Stevens was thought of as one of the top minds, three minds right, in the NBA right. and, and where they always had an advantage. And now, you're, now it's being pointed out, well, Brad Stevens, because of his relationship with Gordon Hayward, back to Butler – maybe made more of an effort that didn't rub people the right way. And I, I think that those things hurt the Celtics as well. With the Lakers-wise, is it Rob Palenka? Is it LeBron? Where do you think the the pressure specifically falls? I think the pressure's on management. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron, his job is to obviously try to attract guys and get guys, but when he's out there on the floor, he does what he does. You know what I mean? His numbers were as amazing as they, they've always been. Um, obviously, the injury slowed him down, but all the pressure now was on Rob. And, or or whoever is helping him make them calls, whether it be the Rambuses or Genie, you know, you don't you don't really know mm-hmm. who's doing what, uh, you know, with the whole magic debacle. So I think the pressure's on Rob. Uh, he hasn't had a good reputation from a, from a dealing business standpoint. Um, but to me, you can't. Now that we know he is the one calling the shots, you can't. To me, you can't. You have to judge on what he does from here on out. Uh, he was able to land AD. Not very much flexibility in the cap space with being able to add more people. But, uh, you know, 
let let's give this guy a shot and see what he can do. And it's going to be an interesting summer for the Lakers. For as much as the NBA has changed throughout the years, it still goes back to being the NBA where the Lakers and Celtics are grabbing the headlines. And they're in two completely different situations right. where you've got one team where a star is leaving and likely on his way out. You've got another team where the stars seem to be coming in. You have one team that was on the verge of of maybe going to an NBA Finals and, and, and having success in the playoffs to another team that now hasn't seen it in six or seven years. So those things are just, I mean, it's the opposite, but it's the NBA. And I mean, there's drama going on in Houston. There's, you know, the, the Raptors are trying to figure out if they can keep Kawhi. The Clippers are hoping to grab him, but it's... The center of the NBA universe seems to always go back to the Celtics and Lakers. Well, I just think basketball as a whole, you know, you throw you throw Golden State in there now as one of those historical franchises for what they've been able to do over the last five years. But basketball is better when the Lakers, Knicks, whew, and Celtics yeah. are relevant. You <laughs> I know what know. I mean? That's what that that's what the, the, the NBA was really built on. You know, those rivalries and, and the star players from those teams. So it even carries forth to today. Um so yeah, they're grabbing the headlines, and, and it, it it's really all eyes on them. This is the first time Brad Stevens has really ever faced any adversity. He was loved at Butler. He was mm-hmm. you know a heralded coach, like you said, top three minds in the game, was always praised. And now we're starting to kind of hear, I think Kyrie may have kind of cracked that door, and really we see what the dysfunction is from a standpoint. And I understand being a player is, you know, this team, that this young core does an amazing job. There's a connection between the head coach and Gordon Hayward, who people forgot before got hurt, was one of the top, 10, 15 players in the game. Gordon Hayward can really play basketball, but I think he probably babied him somewhat, uh, allowing him to come back and start messing up the rhythm, moving Jalen Brown to the bench, and I'm sure there's some moves he made, obviously, that rub players the wrong way, and that's all it takes for a little bit of dysfunction to really kind of start boiling over, and you really start to see the true colors of an organization. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings pick six app, then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code DUG. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code DUG only on DraftKings. Pick 6, the crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The question that I have asked others and I'm going to ask you about developing players, does Kawhi become the player he is if he's on any team other than San Antonio? I think it's very important in, in with players where they're drafted and in situations they go to. You know, these high picks are going to obviously unstable organizations. That's why they're getting mm-hmm. these high picks. Um, and I think it's very important for players to very rarely can you see a player thrown in the fire and succeed from the jump. Uh, you know, not even Kobe did it. LeBron did it. Uh, you know, Kevin Garnett did it to an extent, but um, it takes time to develop. It takes time to learn this man's game. You know, these are these are boys, kids coming into a man's game. So it takes time. So it, it's frustrating for me to see just the constant giving up on young talent. But then at the same time, it's a business. How long do you wait on this young talent? Um, you see flashes here and there. Like I said, you can use the, the Lakers as a, as a perfect example, you know, uh, with D'Angelo Russell being traded and, and leading Brooklyn to the playoffs and becoming an all-star. Julius Randle having the best season of his career opting out. He's going to get paid this summer. I'm very high on both Zoe and, and Brandon Ingram. Um, like I said, just the, they came into a dysfunctional organization and situation Mm -hmm. but at times you would see flashes and I think both these guys will be future all-stars but with that said you know the Lakers are a very impatient organization they're used to historically (laughs) winning you know they have the worst record in the NBA the last six years not making the playoffs so it's all about now and what can you do now and you know you have to be very careful you know they're they're putting up the whole house to uh to to build something here you know with they're trying to what get rid of their last 
three guys under contract. Yeah. The only guys that would be on the team if it gets done are Kuzma and, and LeBron. LeBron. Right. Yeah. So they're expecting. They AD may be to in the big in. three uh, uh, this week. Seriously. You know, so I mean, to me, do you get another superstar or do you split that money up and get some three and D guys and, and build your bench out um, and then wait for next year to have more money and do something else? Well, so it's, it, you know, and, I, and it's funny because I, I asked the Kawhi question because it was going to lead into the Lakers mm-hmm. and it was going to lead into D'Angelo Russell and what they have done. I think that it's important for for Lonzo, uh, specifically Lonzo in New Orleans and and Brandon Ingram at some point is you because they have fresh starts, Matt, they're no you don't have to look at them as second overall picks. Mm-hmm. Now they're guys, now they're now they're NBA veterans mm-hmm. and it's the value that they have changes immediately when their NBA career starts. And I think uh, specifically with Lonzo, and I know that there was injuries and there's the LeVar Ball stuff and all with that, but he was also the number two overall pick. And and, and Brandon Ingram was as well, but I don't know if Lonzo is ever going to live up to the number two overall pick stuff. And I think that the longer that you hold on to that, the longer that you aren't going to see what Lonzo Ball's worth is in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, it just depends. Uh, you know, numbers don't really mean much at the end of the day because you've seen first round pick or first picks be busts and second round picks be Hall of Famers. To me, like you said, it's just about them being players now. They get a fresh start. If you can deal with the media and, and all the crazy stuff that happens in LA, you can handle it anywhere. They're going to New Orleans where they're going to be loved and, and idolized, and it's, you know, the, the main show out there besides the Saints. And just getting a fresh start, and, and two guys are going to be dependent on you know their direct the the their wins and losses are going to come directly from how they play. You know what I mean? And it's going to really going to be a situation now where okay, we're rebuilding. We're most likely going to have Zion. What else can we grab? Can we grab a Bradley Bill? What else can we do? And let's go out here and show the world. You know, when you get traded, it it, it you have a chip on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, and for all these guys to, you know, come in looking like Rondo said, and before Rondo came out and said it a few weeks ago, I said it early on when the trade deadline happened. All these young players looked up to LeBron. You know, like he was how I looked up to Jordan and Magic Johnson. That that's who the, these guys looked up to. So when you get there and things start going rocky, and then you know whether it's LeBron or Magic or Rob, they don't want you. You're just like, man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow. And I can see instantly once that debacle happened that the season was over because there was no trust there was no love there was just no direction um there so now with the fresh start um you just it's a breath of fresh air you have a chip on your shoulder and you really want to go out here and improve all these doubters wrong and these are two very young talented kids that i think are going to be able to do that nothing has changed though on the lakers side of things like you're just going to need to fill in vets around these guys right because because, you know uh, realistically and I, i know there's a difference but for how they're going to operate, there'd be no difference between Luke Walton and Frank Vogel, yeah. right? I mean, uh, to me, it's it, it's 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 a similar situation to what Golden State did. They built a hell of a starting five, and then this past year was probably one of their weaker. You know, although they played well when called upon, it was one of their weaker benches. You know, so do you build a really amazing starting five and 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 pray for health throughout the season, yeah. or do you strategically build? Okay, we got AD, we got LeBron, we have Kuzma. Let's let's put some solid three and D guys around us. Build our bench up. And then next next summer, you know, I think that, like I said, there's just no patience here for anything. They want everything now. And I think if you rush into that looking at, okay, we need to grab another superstar, you're going to miss the boat and not really be able to fill out the rest of this roster like you need to. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The game today is called Matter of Facts. I am going to give scenarios for our technical producer, John Ramos, 
who wants Matt's championship ring from the Warriors. <laughs> and John, if you get them all right, you get the ring. No, all I'm right. just kidding. You'll have to say fact or fiction on whether these names I give you were teammates of Matt's during his 15-year NBA career? It's a lot of different teammates. Yeah, a lot of different teammates. Okay, so you will have to say, for example, I would say, John, was Gavin Kinzel a teammate of Matt Barnes? You would say fact or fiction? That'd be a fiction, Okay, Dan. it is. We're teammates here at Wrong. Fox Sports Radio, but not <laughs> Gavin never suited up for the Clippers at any point. You don't know that. All right, all right, here we go. Matter of fact, and Matt, by the way, is going to give us the answers to these. Was Grant Hill a teammate of oh. Matt Barnes during his NBA career? Matter of fact. I'm going to say that's fiction. Uh, he was one of my favorite players growing up when I played with him twice in Phoenix. Oh, and that's a fact, Johnny. Oh, oh, you have lost the championship ring <laughs> on the first answer. All right. Fact or fiction? That Robert Parrish was a teammate oh, of Matt Barnes. Now that's fiction. <laughs> is that fact or fiction? Fiction. Okay, Robert Parrish we... is 65 years old. So I just, <laughs> By the way. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that, that we got this. John's got one right. Okay, what about Kobe Bryant? Fact or fiction that he was a teammate of Matt Barnes? I'm going to say fact. Fact. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. Strong Did he comeback. single-handedly bring you back, bring you to yeah, LA? We got into that little altercation. That I guess it'll live forever. When I faked the ball in his face in Orlando, and then that summer, uh, he called me up, and I became a Laker that summer. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer. Right. There it is, right, right. What about Hakeem Olajuwon? Oh. Fact or fiction? Was he a teammate of Matt Barnes? I think that would have been a great teammate to have, but I'm going to say that's fiction. Fiction. A little yeah. too old for me. Yeah, a little. You retired in 2002, which was the year that Matt ended up being drafted. So John is three for four. All right. Shaquille O'Neal. Fact or fiction, was he a teammate of Matt Barnes? I'm going to say that's a fact. Fact. We played yes. together in Phoenix. There it is. The Shaq Phoenix Ooh. era is not one that is, is widely remembered. I don't even remember what number he wore in Cleveland. It was like 36 or something yeah, there was like a that. Lot of, there was a lot of naked Shaq in oh, Phoenix. Oh, I loved to, loved to roam that locker room naked. <laughs> uh, he was 33 in Cleveland? Okay, I thought it was some odd... The big cactus is what they called him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fact or fiction that Catino Mobley was a teammate of oh. Matt Barnes. Catino Mobley sat next to me yesterday. Yes, he did. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say that's a fact. True. We yes. played together in Sacramento. There it is. All right. We had Kobe Bryant. What about Kobe White? Was Kobe White a teammate <laughs> of Matt Barnes? Fact or fiction? I'm going to say that's fiction. Who is Kobe White? Yeah. He's the point guard from North Carolina that's going to be drafted <laughs> okay. tomorrow night. So okay. there you go. John got it right. Yes. What about Ezra Brooks? Was he a teammate mm. of Matt Barnes? Fact or fiction? Tough one. That is a tough one. You're right. Ezra Brooks. I'm going to do the 50-50. I'm going to flip the coin and say he. that is a fact. Uh, no. Ezra Brooks is a whiskey. Yeah, oh! So yeah, it's a whiskey, <laughs> brand of whiskey. I'll take two Ezra yeah, Brooks, I, please. I, I threw that tough one in there. Kind of, <laughs> kind of tricked him a little bit. Oh, man. He got uh, up his shots. That's for sure. Oh Ezra Brooks Just got up. Just a different kind of shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about Steph Curry? Fact or fiction? I guess this game went on too long since the music <laughs> ran out. <laughs> fact, matter of fact, is the game. John Ramos trying to guess the teammates of Matt Barnes. Steph Curry, 
fact or fiction, was he a teammate of Matt Barnes? I'm going to say that's that's a fact. Fact, yeah, championship yes. teammates. There it is. All right, final one, John Ramos. Tony Roma. Is he a teammate of Matt Barnes, fact or fiction? I'm going to say that's a fiction. That is. Yeah. He's got some good ribs. Those ribs are amazing, though. <laughs> there it is. Very nice. Matter of fact. Yes. John, you didn't get the championship ring, but you get one more question. I was going to go down the street. I I live two (laughs) minutes away. I was going to go grab the ring, too. I'll I'll follow you home, Matt. (laughs) You want a bottle of Ezra Brooks whiskey for getting that answer wrong. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. 
He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dan Beyer. He's NBA veteran Matt Barnes. And joining us now is Matt's former teammate at UCLA. And as I mentioned, former Suns head coach and all-around good guy Earl Watson joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Earl, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. i tell you what. Matt's been itching to, to, to pick your brain, but I'm going to start this out. Okay. <laughs> because we were talking about Brad Stevens. As an NBA head coach, all of a sudden now, Brad Stevens is getting a little flack for trying to, to make uh, Gordon Hayward be more comfortable in coming back from his injury, maybe force-feeding him the basketball, or try to figure out ways where Gordon Hayward can succeed. Are we being fair to Brad Stevens and criticizing him for these sort of things? things that maybe have rubbed the players the wrong way? Um, I think um, I think throughout the season you heard Kyrie kind of allude to, um, and the younger players as well, as defining roles. Like, which role do guys have? Who's going to take the most shots? And as Matt knows, and when you played, and for me, for playing and coaching, you have to define – I learned this from Hubie Brown. You have to define rules – and, and, and role plays for everyone on the court, give them the assignment, give them their, their character of the team, their, their role of the team. And a lot of guys won't like it, who won't get the most shots, or who won't be able to do more, but guys respect it. And I think that's where they lacked. I, I don't not knowing Brad Stevens is, is that something he can do? Is that something like I said? Cause we talked about it earlier. He's just always been praised. He did a great job. You know, over uh, overachieved at Butler. You know, uh, playing in the championship game, and then you know, being uh, touted as one of the bright young minds of the NBA. And now they, they've, they've stumbled into some adversity. Uh, I, I said with the great Celtics core, the year that Gordon Haywood and Kyrie Irving went down, you really got to see possibly some future stars in, in, in Tatum, and Brown and, and Rozier, um, and if it wasn't for LeBron, they would have went to the finals that year. And then fast forward with your, your your highly paid superstars both coming back off an of injury, like you said, there was no role. You saw Jason Tatum kind of floated through the whole season. He didn't know, am I the one option some nights? Am I two? Some nights am I three? Like, what is my role? And I, uh, you hit it on the head. As a player, you want to know what your role is. You know, tell me about my role. Everything is off rhythm and rotation in, in your role, and there was definitely no defined roles there to me. I think I think Matt, um, as a player, you expect that conversation to be easy. And I remember when I took over for the Suns, I had to do the same thing. But I was elevating Devin Booker, like an 18 year old, to be our leading scorer. And I had to sit everyone in a theater, in a movie, in a film room, and tell them that Devin Booker is going to take 15 to 20 plus shots a game, and he's going to be our leading scorer. And if anyone doesn't like it, raise their hand now so we can kill all animosity. No one raised their hand. And then I went to the next player, and then I told him how P.J. Tucker was going to be our defender and corner three-point shooter, and he's going to get the offensive rebound. And I went to T.J. Warren and said he's going to get mid-range shots. He's going to be our second scorer, and he's going to have 15, probably to 18 shots a game. And it was up to me to hold everyone accountable for that role. And we also had Markeith Morris, who I had to tell that in a week from now he's going to get traded. Well, but while he was here – we need him to be our leading scorer as well. So you have three guys going to take the most shots. And I gave him averages like 20, 
Uh, I told him he needed to average 28 and 5, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists because he was capable. Mm-hmm. And it's going to buy time for Devin Booker to get comfortable being that guy. And that, that's a hard conversation to have. But I knew as a player I needed it right. and I wanted it. But I knew also as a coach, players never hear that. So I knew a player would respect it because I was reflecting on my days of wearing the jersey. Right. Earl Watson joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Matt Barnes. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. Matt and I were discussing the the trials and tribulations of trying to develop, to develop players on a bad team. And, and I brought up the point of I, I always felt that the lottery should be every team has a chance because it wouldn't be a bad thing for a team that was ninth in the West to get a superstar to be elevated. But, of course, this discussion starts with the Lakers and why guys didn't develop. How difficult is it to develop guys on a bad basketball team or or on a team that maybe is just not going to have much success? How difficult of a job is that? I've been very blessed to play in my career with a young UB. Well, I was young. UB Brown was our head coach, and Jerry West was our GM. And we had a young team in Memphis, which Paolo Souls in his second year. I was in my second year. We had Shane Battier. We had uh, White Chocolate, Jason Williams. We had Strowmouth Swift. And we were young, and we needed to be developed. And he created a, a, an environment for us to develop under, under Coach Welsh, who is now one of the develop, development coaches with the Clippers. Then we did that again in OKC, and I saw how they did it with even younger players, with Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook while I was there. And then I left there and went to eventually a Portland team who developed uh, Damian, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum and um, the young core they have there. So it's very difficult. And what people don't, and fans don't realize is the patient, has, the patient has to start from the top. And as the patient starts from the top, that allows time for the GM and then the coaching staff to put together a development plan. Now, I would say this, that I feel like just watching and being involved as a player and coach, there was ways where I feel like Lonzo Ball could have been used and elevated more and developed more, such as teaching him how to, you know, be a great corner three-point shooter off of LeBron James and how to be very effective in scoring in a pick and roll, just simple things one summer at a time. So you have all these different variables. Every organization is different. I think you hit it on the head, though. It starts at the top. <clears throat> there can't be any panic. You can't start listening to the media and, and the fans and everything. You have to go in there with a the strong game plan, and I think that's what we don't have anymore is there's no time for development. Every, every team is running out of patience. Every team is panicking. Every team thinks they can make the trade and hit the jackpot. Uh, you know, Laker fans thought, okay, wait, we got LeBron last year. We're going to win a championship. And not knowing, being a former player, that there's so much more into going that, that gets – Good that goes into winning than than just picking up a player. You know what I mean. So that that was another thing too with the, the development of young players, and then understanding if you're, you're fortunate enough to get a star player, the time it takes to get him acclimated, to get chemistry down between he and his teammates, and everything that goes along with winning. Because names on paper always look good, but that that product has to develop on the on and off the floor to become a champion. I'm I'm, I'm going to say this, Matt, and and this is like kind of speaking for Luke who. I actually hosted on a, on his on his visit to UCLA, but I'm glad that we got you instead because you know how close we are as brothers. But in defense of Luke, Luke never felt safe when they made the shift in the front office. No, you remember when he had the young core of of Randall and that young core of, of D'Angelo? They played at this dynamic energy of the future, and then the front office shifted, and then in came Magic, in came the entire different front office. 
and, and Palenka, and things started to feel a little bit rocky. And then came um, LeBron James, and now these guys who he had to start over again with, with Alonzo and the Kuzma. You had to start all the way over again because you lost to Randall and you lost D'Angelo. You had to start over. It was like, we have to win today. And it doesn't work that way in the NBA. And, and I kind of lived that in Phoenix as well. Like, we won 21 games when I was there. We developed with a young core who are mostly young 20-year-olds, and they haven't won more than 21 games since. But you get fired for you get fired for losing. So it's always that uncomfortable relationship when it's always cultural shift. Well, you get a pass because Robert Sarver is the worst order in sports, so we don't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's Matt Barnes, and, and trust me, I think many people feel the same way. I'm Dan Beyer, Earl Watson, joining us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, what type of teammate was Matt Barnes to play with uh, Earl Watson? Hey, Matt Matt was exceptional. He was always highly skilled. I think when Matt first came to UCLA, I think I really feel like as as, as his brother and his teammate at UCLA, he was torn between football and basketball. But the minute he decided to play just basketball at UCLA, his his games just took up took off to another level because his commitment was a hundred percent. Man, look at that! Is that, fair? Is that fair, Matt? Yeah, I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. Is that fair? Because yeah. I feel like you were torn. I remember you wanted to well, play we football. Talked, we we talked about this off air before, you know, because he he's uh, he's a football player as well, and he asked me about football. It's just like I was really like I wanted to go in and play both, and then I actually went back out after our, my sophomore year and did spring ball and did really well. But then just, you know, completely locking into basketball, you know, I had to choose one, and I, I think I chose the right one. But, uh, you know, it was a blast. It was, UCLA was some of the best times of our life, man. I wanted to talk to you. Do we, do we have time real quick? I wanted to talk to you about the UCLA coaching experience. Uh, I know you were kind of a little bit on that roller coaster. You got an interview. Um, I was highly critical of UCLA from a standpoint of you're chasing some of these top coaches down, and I understand, you know, with the shadows of Wooden and, and the history of UCLA, you needed to get someone bigger than that, bigger than the program, and they started chasing the Calipari's and some of these bigger, uh, bigger coaches, but then they would lowball them with offers. You know, like UCLA was something you had to be a part of, and it, it, it doesn't hold true anymore. And then they ended up hiring. Uh, you know, Mick, who's there now, and I don't want to pass judgment until we, we get to see what he's able to do, but I was frustrated from a standpoint of I thought they should definitely should have went a grassroots route, hiring someone like you who's played there, who's 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 was tutelaged under some, some of the best minds in professional basketball, um, was very well prepared to go on the college level, but didn't really get a, a fair shake at the, uh, at the job. And what were your thoughts during that process? Uh, first off, I just feel like uh... – Coach Coach Mick, who got the job, actually texted him before they even announced it, and I wish them the best of luck because we truly care about those four letters more right. than anything. And growing up and playing there and being involved with Coach Wood and actually being involved with Coach Wood and not just reading books, we had that personal relationship. Uh, for me, being a candidate, getting an interview was, was also big because I just finished. I just graduated from school. I just finished my last class a week ago. Congrats. So was, I think I might be the first student ever to get an interview for a head coaching job. <laughs> <at the same time>. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I'm a big Einstein fan. And Einstein always said, if you know your limitations, you go beyond them. So before I even went to that interview, I had a commitment from Larry Brown to be my top assistant for and he told me, I'll work for free, Earl. I just want to support you and, and I just have love for everything you do. So I was lucky to have him, you know, potentially on my staff if I would have gotten the job. Um, I think when people criticize players who criticize their school, it's one thing fans have to realize is, um, for me personally speaking, I've, I've had so many injuries at UCLA from stitches to 
to cracked ribs to uh, tore my retina in the tournament. I got surgery without anesthesia and played a, a day and a half later versus Iowa State. So we actually give our blood, sweat, mm-hmm. and tears for those four letters. And those blood, sweat, and tears, and not to mention the basketball knowledge we have is pl- actually playing the game at a high level and beyond through the NBA, allows us the platform to say we want a better relationship with our university, not just for potential jobs, not just for re- potential careers, but we've committed our health and our life to that university, our sacrifice, our bodies, we want the same thing in return for as long as we live. And that's what UCLA players are saying, and they got misconstrued as if I had to get the job in order for us to be happy, and that's false. We just want a relationship, and it'd right. be nice to sometimes get some T-shirts in the mail. Right, because we really love our school, and we right. really carry that flag. And I know UCLA is this, this shield that's bigger than sports. You talk about academics. You talk. I, I actually have better relationships with the professors than I do the athletic department. And that's always stayed true. So for UCLA, we want the best for our university. Whoever leads that, we're selfless in that. We want a relationship and we just don't want to be, you know, paraded when it's when it when we win championships on social media or when it's feel like it's, you know, it's a reunion. We want that constant relationship. So that's my take on UCLA. You love it. It's your family. You just want to make it better. Perfect way to wrap it up. Earl Watson, we appreciate the time, and uh, yeah, have a great summer. Uh, Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare open a limited time 11 month certificate at kemba financial credit union at 5.25 percent apy it's more than triple the national average plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details offer expires may 31st 2024 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply 500 minimum and two hundred fifty thousand dollars maximum deposit advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.